0: I'm Beth Davis. Welcome back to Teachable Tuesday. Thanks for joining me for John chapter 21. That means today is the last day of our Gospel of John Bible study. We did it. Can you believe that? We made it all the way through the Gospel. Maybe this was your first time reading the Gospel, and I just want to celebrate that with you. You read the story of Jesus, and seeds were planted that God Himself will bring to fruition. Um, friends, let's re- let's pray. And let's read. We'll hear the voice of the Lord through this gospel today. That's what we're all about on Teachable Tuesday, discovering God's heart and uh, applying his word to our lives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit. We want to be changed by your word, Lord. John 21 After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two of his other disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, "'Children, have you, you have no fish, have you?' They answered him, "'No.' He said to them, "'Cast the net on the right side "'of the boat and you will find some.' So they cast it and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes for he was naked and jumped into the lake. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with no fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter went abroad and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now, none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. and he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death Which he would glorify, by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, Follow me. Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them. He was the one who had reclined next to Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about him? Jesus said to him, "'If it is my will that he remain until I come, "'what is that to you? "'Follow me.'" So the rumor spread in the community that this disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die, but if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? This is the disciple who is testifying to these things and has written them. And we know that his testimony is true But there are also many other things that jesus did if every one of them were written down i suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written amen in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen what a great story right the greatest story ever (laughs) told. I want to talk for a moment about another story. Uh, perhaps you've read it, seen the movies, but I recently read the book The Hobbit by uh, Tolkien. And I want to make a confession here. I love The Lord of the Rings. I've always loved the movies. I hadn't read the books, but I love the movies. I have like a yearly book annually actually, uh, probably Fest, where I watch all of the movies. I love them so much. And this summer I decided uh, to pick up The Hobbit. Felt like the Lord actually suggested it. What a joy. And I read this book and fell even more in love with the book, with the characters, with this whole world that Tolkien had created. And so naturally when I finished The Hobbit I went back and I watched The Lord of the Rings. I'm in like a zone you know what I mean and as I started watching these movies I realized things that I had never seen before just the other night I saw at one point this fellowship of the ring camped out and cooking around a fire and in the background you see these stone trolls that are frozen in time I'd never seen that before but I recognized that from The Hobbit i put it together there were characters that were mentioned and uh, battles that were uh, talked about that i suddenly now had a context for i couldn't fully appreciate lord of the rings because i didn't know the beginning of the story i didn't have the whole story and i wonder if there's something in that for all of us that when it comes to our relationship with the lord our walk with jesus with faith right Some of us become frustrated because we're only seeing in part. We only have some of the pieces. Maybe it's a dream, uh, right, that you've been disappointed in. Or perhaps you look back on a wound uh, that you've suffered and wonder, what was that about, right? You just can't make sense of it. Or maybe there's a call on your life and yet every door seems to close. You haven't found the right job or the right connections. You're wondering if that's just you or or was that really the Lord? We can become frustrated. We can become frustrated that we don't have the whole story. But friend, we will never understand the whole story, our whole story apart from the gospel. And what is the gospel? It's the life, the death, the saving death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We will never understand our own story. The gospel is our context for our life. You can only truly understand your own life through the lens of the gospel, through the lens of the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. And because the full story is not only the life, and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. If you haven't seen the resurrection in your life, you don't have the whole story. If you haven't seen redemption and restoration, you don't have the full story because your story is the story of Jesus and Jesus is living his story through you. In John 21 today, in many ways, we're coming to the end of the story or what feels like the end of the story it's the end of the book right and yet i want to zoom in on my takeaway this week john 21 verse 9 when they had gone ashore they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread you might be thinking that's a funny verse right <laughs> to to be sticking out to you but i want to remind you i want to give you context here for john 21 verse 9 just a few chapters ago you may remember that Jesus was in the courtyard of the high priest that he didn't go in while Jesus was under trial right he stood around this charcoal fire with strangers worrying and wondering what was happening to Jesus inside and and he was accused of being a follower of Jesus three times st. Peter denied knowing Jesus around a charcoal fire and so here at the end of the story the fulfillment of the story the redemption of the story Jesus meets Peter around a charcoal fire again and three times he gives him the opportunity three times he gives him the second chance to affirm his love and his commitment to Jesus he washes over the pain of that memory of the betrayal at a charcoal fire that's the kindness of Jesus so kind in fact that he would even want to redeem and restore peter's senses that when he saw a charcoal fire when he smelled a charcoal fire that anything associated with that betrayal would be washed over by his love and mercy with his own words he redeems he gives him an opportunity again to say that he loves him to say that he follows he will follow him That's the kindness of Jesus who brings all things to fulfillment, who resurrects everything, redeems and restores all things. And so today in light of this chapter, chapter 21, which is full of the fulfillment, the resurrection, the redemption, the restoration, I want to invite you to come and to sit around a charcoal fire with Jesus. In your imagination, to sit before Him. You know what that charcoal fire means. You know where you want to invite Jesus into your past, into a dream that feels dried up or dead. I want you to come around that charcoal fire and allow Jesus to resurrect that dream. I want you to allow Jesus to redeem that memory, to offer you forgiveness, to restore you to himself around that fire. John 21 is full of these little resurrections in the life of Saint Peter. Early on it says he went back, right? He went back to fishing. Maybe it's that he didn't know what to do. Maybe it's that he anticipated seeing and hearing the next step from Jesus. So he went back to a place where he often encountered Jesus. He went back to the call that God had placed on his life from the very beginning, that he was always a fisherman. But with Jesus, he would become a fisher of men. We can't understand the full scope of the story. And yet Peter goes back. Peter goes back and the Lord calls him again. In kindness, he calls him again. In kindness, he provides again, even though... He hauled 153 fish on shore, even though the Lord Himself put those fish in the nets. The abundant, extravagant haul that He brought in. When they got to the shore, verse 9, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it. With fish on it. There were already fish there. And yet, Jesus invited Him into the mission. Jesus invited Him. He restored and redeemed that call. He resurrected the heart of of Peter as a fisher of men. And so I want you to to sit around the charcoal fire with Jesus to go back. Even now we ask the Holy Spirit to bring up those areas of, of dreams that were disappointed, of wounds that we've suffered, a call that feels frustrated to sit down with Jesus to see his kind eyes and tell him everything tell him everything allow the resurrected Jesus to redeem and restore everything because it's who he is he is writing a story for you He is writing your story. And if you haven't seen the resurrection, your story is not finished yet. Friends, we're coming to the end of our Bible study on the Gospel of John, and the last line is so fitting, isn't it? The last verse. But there are also many other things that Jesus did. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Friend, your life is a book written in the story of Jesus Christ. He's writing a story in your life, a good story. And I can't wait to see the resurrection, the redemption, the restoration that he's writing. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus, thank you. Thank you thank you. With St. Peter, we say we love you. Jesus, I love you. I love you. I love you. We give you a deeper yes today around that charcoal fire. Even when we don't understand, even when we haven't seen the whole picture and we haven't yet experienced the resurrection that you promise, still we say yes. Still we trust in you. And we entrust all things to you, especially our yes. Whatever uh, little or big yes, whatever grace you've given us through this, Uh, Bible study on the Gospel of John we ask you to seal it in your precious blood to anoint us with your healing oil and to bring it all to fulfillment that it would bear lasting fruit for you Jesus in our lives and in the world We pray all this through the intercession of your most beloved mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God bless you, friends. It's been a joy to read John with you. I don't know about you, but I'm already ready to start John again. Alas, we'll be doing something new with Teachable Tuesday starting next week. So stick around for q and I'm sure we'll chat about that. Otherwise, I'll see you next week for Teachable Tuesday. God bless you. Bye now. Bye, guys.